0: Hey everybody, it's Jackie Johnson, host of Natch Beauty. We talk skincare, we talk makeup, we talk all things beauty, and my guest this week is Ariana Maddox. Hi!
1: What do we talk about,
0: Ariana? Oh my gosh, we answer all of your questions. We do. We talk about how our dogs were in a Pharrell video together. We talk about... Uh, exfoliation oh we talk about exfoliation we talk about uh, tanning self tanning we talk about laser hair removal we, we go there we dive do a deep dive in my makeup bag we and toms and toms <laughs> and tom <laughs> sandoval's so maybe check out an attribute this week and see what we're talking about see you there
1: guys i want to tell you about a great sponsor i have Bompus. they're premium high performance athletic socks and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off and because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters, for every pair of socks purchased, Bompas donates one pair of those to those in need. Almost 1 million pairs donated to date. 15% off the first purchase of four or more socks, plus free shipping. So go to slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. That music you were listening there at the top of the show is Les Blanks. Uh, They're pretty great, so make sure to check out their music. Um, If you haven't listened to the podcast before, this is just uh, simply what the title says. It's a conversation with me, Matt Dwyer. Uh, I talk to everybody in life. I feel like everybody is interesting, fascinating, no matter what they do. They don't have to be famous to be um, an engaging individual. Today, we will be talking to a psychic and it's a really great very fascinating woman Nora Harold Let's welcome our guest Nora Harold, even though I keep wanting to say Nora Ebert, who is
0: (laughs) maybe that's a past life version of me that you're you're gonna familiar
1: with. (laughs) To use, uh, well, real quick, you're a psychic and a channel. I just want to get that out there so people know what the fuck they're listening to because not everyone like you. Knows into the future. Would you probably hear that joke all the time? Like, what am I thinking? How I, big's my dick? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Seriously, I, how big I is it? I haven't
0: heard that one uh, specifically.
1: I'm a crass, horrible human but being.
0: I could look remotely if you want me to right now, Matt. But you know, I, I'll put, I'll keep the shield up there.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. So why do you hate Jesus Christ so much that you have to sin under the n- guys? You know you hurt Jesus every time you work with the devil like this. <laughs> so if, <laughs> I don't mean that.
0: I know that you don't mean that, but it's interesting that you say that because I was raised Catholic.
1: Me, I, I uh, you're from the Midwest, correct?
0: I am. Yes, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Which one? Mount Prospect.
1: Oh yeah, my uh, my uh, uh, cousin lived out there, and my aunt. Dina Visano, I'm sure you guys used to do acid. Uh, mm,
0: you know, I was very, I was a very, very good girl.
1: Were you? And you were saying you were raised Catholic? Yes, I was
0: raised Catholic. I was raised in that that fear-based programming about good and evil, and right and wrong, and heaven and hell. Although, even by the age of five years old, I remember thinking things like, "Well, if God is all loving." then how is it that hell exists? So my five-year-old brain really couldn't comprehend the hypocrisy there at that time.
1: It's interesting because the Bible says, come to me as a child, because I I like to say, children believe anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, children children believe anything, and children also remember everything.
1: Right, but that's also because you're, as an innocent child, where I think kids often are a little bit more logical, you're like, this is kind of fucked up. Yes. That's how I would have said it at 5.
0: Um I didn't quite use those words but <laughs> that was my thought process and I would find myself in church actually um making up songs. I would I would take the the prayer book out or the hymnal hymnal or whatever they call it. I don't remember any longer. It's been so long. And in Catholic Church, you have to kneel, you have to stand, and you have to sit. And those commands were given throughout the the program. So as like a six, seven-year-old, I would make up a song in my head, and the lyrics were just kneel, stand, sit. And I would do that over and over to take myself out of that reality that felt so uncomfortable to me.
1: The Catholic Church. Yes. It's... uh it's a weird place. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. I-, I was thinking about this the other week, uh, but like Christianity, they always are like harping on like how Jesus wants this and that. And uh, it's always like abortion and all these things. But it's like, uh, you know what else Jesus doesn't want? Homeless and hungry people. Right. But you're not, you could probably, the Catholic Church could single-handedly wipe out starvation if they chose to. Yeah. Uh, that's just a side note of you hypocritical fucks out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I don't mean to diss anybody's religious beliefs. Uh, you know, you know yeah. Buddha
1: said whatever path it takes. And, yes. it is. and if you look at Christ's, uh, the character of Christ and what he says, you know, in the, in the red letters there, it's all pretty great. It's, uh, it's the other books, Corinthians and stuff, where Paul and those guys started hating the, the queers.
0: It's the misinterpretation of information specifically to enslave humanity is what it is.
1: Oh, man, you're going to get some death threats. (laughs) But I agree uh, fully. So if you guys want to kill me, come get me, you fucking pussies. (laughs) So uh, now, uh, how did you how does one uh, realize uh, being a a psychic and? How does, how does that happen?
0: Yeah. So when I was young, I was highly emotional and sensitive and intuitive. Right. Um, knew things, felt things, and was overwhelmed a lot of the time by this reality. Um, and didn't know how to process it, didn't understand it. You know, I just knew things about people. I picked right. up things about people. And often the things I picked up were not um, the friendliest or the happiest things because all of us are broadcasting all of the time what's going on in our emotional bodies, what's going on in our mental bodies, what's going on in our physical bodies, our energetic bodies. We cannot help but constantly broadcast and transmit that information. Even when we think we're being secretive, we're not. We cannot be secretive in this reality. We have these third dimensional minds that help us filter out information so we play the game of separation and illusion and and being apart from each other. But truly, we're all connected.
1: Right. Now, do you believe we're born in this state and then like uh then corrupted so to speak
0: i believe that we are born in this state completely connected open and aware and then begin to filter out both through experience programming um protecting ourselves i also believe that many of us set up i mean all of us set up beforehand how it is we're going to be and who it is we're going to be before we incarnate
1: because they a lot of people say we choose our parents yes I really fucked up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I can, don't you, I get a receipt you, where I can... You see really me. didn't actually, Matt. You got exactly who you needed so you could be who it is you are in this life, as did I.
1: A, a struggling alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, chronic masturbator. <laughs> I chose that, huh? This, you know, this bullshit life I've chosen. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> to Fuck, sum up, what, yes. Why
1: wasn't I like? Did, why didn't I pick a Rockefeller? What the fu- I could be doing eight balls on a yacht right now and fucking hookers.
0: Well, you probably <laughs> have had a lifetime like that already, which is one of the reasons why you're having this experience now. I want it today. again.
1: <laughs> I want to be vain, shallow, and greedy.
0: And you're trying to tell us that you're not.
1: <laughs> Whoa! You're gonna, as the hippies say, you're gonna freak my being. Um, I, I try. You know, I would say I'm on a, a spiritual. But I would, I consider myself, I guess, uh, a Buddhist. I say it like that just because that's how John Lennon. I heard him say it once. Buddhists, I'm a Buddhist. But that's a dead-on impression, by the way. Um, it's amazing. Would you say thank you? <laughs> it's hard to believe. I just have a podcast. I should be playing Vegas. Um, so in a weird way, would you say like we're sort of born? Enlightened to a degree, and then we just get we get uh filtered yes filtered and yes. that's it is it, it is because it's like you know that's a lot of a lot of what I saw on your website uh which is noel uh dot com uh get that out there but uh a lot of what I saw does go back to or not go back to or it's similar to, like, say, Buddhism and stuff of, uh, the, you know, there is only the f- this now and et cetera, et cetera.
0: I think that uh, what the Pleiadians have to say, what Yeshua has I'm to sorry, say. i can you
1: expand? Because I saw that on yes. the website. The, yes. Pl- so Pleiadians?
0: Pleiadians.
1: Pleiadians. What is that exactly?
0: Okay, so I channel a collective of beings from the ninth dimension. They call themselves the ninth dimensional Pleiadian collective.
1: How's the coffee there?
0: Well, because they're in the ninth dimension They don't have physical form I'll ask them They have an equivalent to coffee Oh, Matt, you're very much Pleiadian as well I am? Me as
1: a person? Yes,
0: so when when we say Pleiadian collective If we were going to place them in our universe uh, In the third dimension If we Mm -hmm. were going to put them in a third dimensional construct They would be living in the Pleiades star system Which is also called the Seven Sisters Okay uh, their story is, and they may want to come through today if that's okay with you.
1: Sure. I Do I need more mics? Uh,
0: greetings. This is the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective. We'll just jump in right now. Awesome. Matt. Uh, it's wonderful to have this time with you as well as all of you listening right now. We are a collective of approximately 25 singular entities joining our energies as one. We exist as light As frequency, as vibration, and we transmit vibrationally using tone and sound, which is why you're experiencing such a shift in Nora's speech, all right? When Nora channels, her voice doesn't always shift this dramatically. She shifts with us because of our transmission. So as we speak to you right now, we transmit not just verbally, but also energetically. So for those of you listening, if you take a breath and open up, you might start to feel something in your body. You might start to feel something emotionally, and that is us working on you right now. Okay, so this is Nora. I'm back. So that's kind of how it goes for me now.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's videos of that on you doing this on your on your website.
0: Yes, and I'm actually working on a DVD project right now. Two DVDs are out into the world already. The project is called Illumination Matrix. Two more are in the can, being edited. Will be released over the course of this year. All channeled information.
1: So, now, now, how did you discover, now, did, did did you learn all this, did this all come to you, or is this was there, is there a process of, uh, you discover oh, your psychic? a psychi- long
0: process, okay. yes. A I very, would imagine. very long process. Most of what I have come to experience, I sought out on my own. Um, so, I don't have any kind of formal training. I didn't go to any school. I didn't do anything like that. Are
1: you familiar with the uh, Berkeley Psychic Institute? I am. Is that...
0: Uh, I think that they're doing very good work okay. there. I, you know, again, there are many, many paths to connection.
1: I just, my ex-wife, and I love that I can say that, and actually I can say it twice. <laughs> uh, the, uh, she was going there, and then she forced her way back into my life, and she was like giving me all these... Uh, psychic readings over coffee Unwarned, I didn't ask for it and she was like telling me she's like oh you got a bunch of old coke energy and I'm like anybody who's known me for 15 minutes knows I've done fucking as much coke as Robert Palmer (laughs) 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 but I'm like you're not being a psychic you're fucking I told you that that's go fuck yourself is how I with love with a lot of love go fuck yourself yes I
0: can I can feel (laughs) the unconditional love that you were transmitting in the moment well it's interesting that you say that because it's very challenging to read somebody, at least for me, that I have very close personal relationship with, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't. Right. <laughs> um, if my husband were here, he would certainly attest to the fact that he's been my number one guinea pig for the last thirteen years.
1: Boy, he must feel like he. he- He can't pull one over on you, can he? (laughs)
0: Um, Well, he's pretty linked up and connected up himself, so if he really wanted to, he probably could, yes, but we have the kind of connection where uh, that's not an issue for us.
1: Is it sometimes, is it, uh, and I feel like we're jumping around a bit, we didn't follow through on the plebeian... Pleiadians. Pleiadians. I like that word.
0: It's a cool word.
1: Um... Uh, well, let's go back to the, to them and and the, the and how you got into that. Kind one, of my so. arc yes.
0: of experiences here. So yeah, you know, as a kid again, sensitive, intuitive. Um, I had my first past life memories when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I had dreams of running from the Nazis. I didn't understand that's what I was dreaming about, but in my dreams, I did not look like a child. I was an adult woman, and I was running from men in Gestapo uniforms. It wasn't until I began to access my past life memories consciously that I reflected on those dreams and realized, oh, I was dreaming about that prior lifetime. So I had some of those kinds of experiences when I was young. Um, And then when I was in my early 20s, I got a deck of tarot cards to help me expand on my psychic intuitive ability to give me a tool. And I did tarot, tarot card readings for years, and, and I really loved working with the tarot. It really allowed me to access information and help people. But I always felt like there was something missing. There was, there was a piece I was looking for that I couldn't quite grab. And then I was hanging out with a friend one night, and she mentioned this woman, Wendy Kennedy, who she had just met, who channeled. And when she said that Wendy channels, I said, you know, what is that? Talking to dead people? Because that was my understanding of channeling or or what a medium does. And she said, well, you know, you could talk to dead people, but Wendy talks with her spirit guides. And when my friend Amy said that to me, that just lit me up. I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing. I knew it. I was 29 years old. I had been waitressing and acting for many years. I thought I was going to be a professional actress and i heard the words spirit guide and uh within a matter of minutes i had contacted my guide then mirando amy and i sat and we meditated together and uh i felt a being he felt male to me he emanated this amazing yellow light um but that was all incidental what really was impactful for me in that moment was the unconditional love that was transmitted to me. It was a kind of love that I had not ever experienced as Nora before, and it was life-altering. I went through a very quick then progression of events, of remembering past lives, remembering how to run energy through my body and help people with their headaches and stomach aches. And I was channeling all the time. Uh, Wendy and Amy and I began to hang out regularly. So instead of going to the bars and drinking, we would sit (laughs) in my Bucktown apartment until four in the morning drinking coffee and channeling all of these beings from other dimensions and other realities. And we would invite people in and that went on for about a year and a half.
1: And then um, You also you know when you do that you don't go home with strangers often. Like if, if you could drinking in the bar, you're gonna pick up a stranger it, it, it and maybe not get an S T D human
0: strangers <laughs> at least. I mean there true, were true. there were a number of nights actually after some intense channeling experiences where my house was full and I would not be able to sleep because of the energy and the beings present. So then we learned to clear the space. I bet
1: you them uh, plebeian guys know how to find the clitoris too, you know, (laughs) they probably got, they really know how to find that thing better than some schmucko. uh... We're
0: going to edit this piece
1: out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's, uh, and, and when you've, the first part, the, the, the Mondo, Ma- Mom? Morando. Morando is a, uh, I'm going to keep fucking this word. Spirit guide. Spirit guide. He He's is not, not a... not
0: Pleiadian. We would not call him Pleiadian.
1: How many dimensions do we have, or how many of okay, these things exist?
0: Uh, so dimensions we'll talk about first. From my understanding, from the information I access, we live in a 13-dimension reality. The 13th dimension is where source energy exists, where we all come from. So we are all universal beings of light, incredibly high vibrational beings who then choose to separate ourselves out from source energy and incarnate, drop our frequency states onto the lower dimensions. So, all of you listening, all of us, have already been much higher dimensional beings. There's often a perception that we're here in this lowly place trying to work our way back to God. We are God. We're not trying to get up anywhere. We're having an experience. We're having a particular experience in a particular <coughs> dimension.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's great. I mean, that's empowering. Yes. And, and powerful. Yes. Um, and that's. I think we as dummies on this dimension <laughs> as I slip into Woody Allen, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we we constantly give our power, I know I have done that a large portion of my life, giving power away and, and you know, even to small things of like, you know, where we apologize all the time for just bullshit. Like, I apologize today for, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not even at fault here or is there a f- but you know it's just it's no, weird yeah it's we,
0: absolutely uh, true matt
1: and it, I, I feel like i've this just this year i uh, i've gotten gotten into uh, meditation and buddhism and mm-hmm. all these things and and almost immediately felt a drastic change just as my my emotion and my spiritual and my my energy as a human being where i want to love more and yes. that's and the,
0: connect and be connect. available yeah. Right. Most of us feel we want to protect ourselves and partition ourselves off. And most earthlings at this point are very fragmented beings. What you have done over this p- past year is you've started to put yourself into alignment, meaning you've brought your physical, your mental, and your emotional bodies into the same place. That's what being in the moment is. Mm-hmm. It's aligning the physical, mental and the emotion. So all three bodies are doing exactly the same thing at the same time. When you achieve that alignment state, then you begin to access more power, more energy, that causes you to want to feel more connected. And then yes, you come to understand, your power is never outside of you, ever.
1: Right. And even, I mean, people, p- skeptics of this sort of thing and I mean, there is scientific fact of that meditation can alter the brain and and you know, because I used to be a big fucking boozer, and I didn't drink for two years, mm. and then I, and when I started meditating and stuff, and I, like on occasion, like now I, I feel like I'm, I don't go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. I'm not like f- drinking a half bottle of Jameson, <laughs> which I could do, no fucking well, problem. Well, you feel
0: more empowered.
1: Yeah, and I don't want, like, I'm like, I like, you know, I had a couple soda pops, as I like to call them, last night, but it's like, I don't, I used to drink until I was shit-faced, and I'd wake up on my own floor.
0: Uh, this is the play against here, Matt. We'll give you a little piece around this. Okay. Uh, what happens when you drink alcohol is that you create that fragmentation. Mm-hmm. And as you fragment in that way, you open yourself up to other beings. So lower frequency beings begin to inhabit the vehicle, meaning the physical body. So you often on your planet have this saying that when people are drunk, they're more honest.
1: I think that's a load of shit. It is.
0: (laughs) They're mean. Yes. And they're mean because there are lower frequency beings controlling the vehicle, controlling the mouth. Uh, Alcohol has been called spirits on your planet for a long time, not without reason. When you think about what that means, mm-hmm. you ingest, you open yourself up to being inhabited by other spirits,
1: yeah, and it, it toys with your ego or the ego
0: it can play it, it creates a completely distorted version of reality, as do actually uh, any substances you put in your bodies, any uh, from sugar uh, all the way up to heroin and across the board, anything you take in. Alters your version of reality.
1: Are there any that are you know a lot of people think mushrooms and whatnot are helpful to altering one's perceptions? Is do you agree with that? We'll say
0: this is the Pleiadians here. We'll say this: Uh, there are you all have tools. Again, there is no right or wrong way to access information. So some of you on the planet have found that using marijuana or hallucinogens. Uh, makes it easier for you to access other dimensional type information. But what's important for you to remember is you accessed it. It's not the drugs that did it for you. It's that you did it. Now, too many of you then begin to credit the drug, place your power outside (laughs) of yourself onto the drug for the experience, and then you become addicted or enslaved to the substance itself.
1: That, yeah, that's what people used to say. Like, uh, Charlie Parker couldn't play unless he was high. Right. And I was like, well, when he learned how to play saxophone when he was first doing scales, I'm sure he wasn't fucking jacked out of his nut on heroin. That's right. It's like that talent was innate in his, that's right. his being. Yes. You know, he just, uh, that's the, the, you know, the wonders of addiction. You know, you, that you, you, you by being, I think, a, an addict, you will give your power away. And yes. when I was doing a lot of drugs and whatnot, I made, I did things that were not me. Because At all.
0: you were inhabited. This is Nora again. I like to, I like to let people know when I'm back. Um, I don't do anything, you know. And I and I, I I smoked cigarettes. I drank alcohol. I smoked a little pot when I was younger. That was it. I never did anything beyond that. But by the time I started channeling, I wasn't even smoking any marijuana any longer. And over the years now, I I don't do anything anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink alcohol. I find that. The the cleaner and the clearer I am physically, energetically, emotionally, mentally, the more access I have to information, right, and the easier it is for me to function in reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you boozing in a lot, you know, you're grumpy. I'd I lose patience. I used to get angry at inanimate objects and like be like fucking, come on sure. like and it's you know it's like you're gonna get a goddamn stroke or cancer or something right you know it's uh, which you know we all get anyway but I'd like to you know push it off a few years <laughs>
0: you'd like to delay that inevitable outcome yeah,
1: yeah I, I'm finally in, uh, kind of enjoying life so I gotta want to keep it going a while yes took me took me 40 something years.
0: Uh, this is the Pleiadians here. We're gonna we're gonna jump in again and actually address that piece, Matt. And we really appreciate your humor. Uh, know Thank that. You. Know that we follow me on Twitter. Appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to jump through an Earthling to be able to have that experience okay. because we can't quite access it ourselves. You know, okay. our perception of you all is we see you as beings of light as well. We don't necessarily see your physical bodies, your physical realities. We can only have access to that kind of experience when we move through a human that allows us that level of access as we have now. So we can see you physically now. But if you were to contact us in another way through meditation where we didn't come through the physical vehicle uh we would see you as light as energy we, we see all of you as amazingly beautiful beings of light you are all amazingly beautiful beings of light you know, they always reinforce that message that was one of the first messages i got as well was um them reflecting <coughs> reflecting back to me my beauty my light And I think, you know, for me, that was profound. I was intensely insecure and traumatized and damaged as so many of us are, especially in our 20s. And to have that love and that kind of information come to me in this very unsolicited type manner, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of their transmissions, their energy, It's, it's so unconditional and so generous.
1: Yeah, do you you find, because I I was, in my brain, I was thinking, because you were talking about how everything is interconnected, and which, I'm just going by the things I've read in the past year or whatever, and Buddhism Buddhism talks about how we're all interconnected, and and it's weird, and then you start, if you investigate physics a little bit, there's weird parallels a lot of times, because, uh, uh, you know, there's sort of like, there is no... In physics, like there really is no solid matter. That those are just uh, atoms moving quicker than the other atoms. That's right. And that, so, that, and there is it's space
0: a- in between all, and that space that sits in between everything is love.
1: That's a awesome. That's I mean. I don't even really know what to say.
0: (laughs) Everything is love, no matter what it looks like. Everything. That is the one universal truth that Nora will stick with, the Pleiadians will stick with, Yeshua, the fairies, the Lyrans, all the other beings that I work with. And I work with many, many beings.
1: Now, how, but this whole love thing, how can we market this and make money? (laughs) That's what I, I mean. Uh,
0: We don't quite need to say that you're missing the point, right, Matt? We know, you know, you're missing the point and making a joke there.
1: Uh, Uh, Fuck, that's too bad. Because if you could really. And then how can I find love that doesn't uh, fuck one of my best friends when I'm out of town? Uh, well,
0: that's not love. That's not the, at least the love we're talking about. That's the emotional roller coaster of the third dimension. You know, m- much of what you call love on your planet is anxiety, fear, uh, euphoria, excitement, passion. It's not love.
1: I was talking uh, to a woman I'm in a relationship with uh, last night about that and just like how most people's perception you know when when we f- most people are like almost addicted I think to the the beginning of falling in love and it's a pretty great feeling because it's like you you are you're euphoric and then then there's like one and you know, we had a little issue last night and it was like and then it drops that feeling down and but that feeling isn't really reality it's it's sort of some somewhat of an altered state
0: it's the emotional roller coaster yeah love is. Incredibly enduring, safe, stable, almost, it's almost neutral, and it's not an emotion. Love is actually a frequency state. Love is a state of being. You can feel it right now as we're talking with you about it, yes? Yes. Yes, exactly. Those of you listening, if you want to, right now, you can feel love as a state of being.
1: (laughs) It's... uh Yeah, it's it's. I I feel like um, the message of love in our world has very become very distorted. And like I grew up very much uh, hiding and losing myself in films and and especially old black and white movies and things where, and so I think that even music and, you know, it distorts our image of what love actually is. And like, I've had a number of women like on dates, you know, like, or, you know, don't want to have a second date with me because they're like, oh, I didn't feel like you were my knight in shining armor. I'm like, cause you're fucking buying into a horse shit story. That's, that's not love. That's not how the world works or that's, I mean, it is how the world, that's what people want. But it's like, that's not love. And I feel like, uh, Oh fuck! I wish I could remember the uh, Harry Cruz quote. Uh, uh, I, do you know Harry Cruz? He's a, he's don't. an author. In the opening of his autobiography, or no? Actually, Google this. It's on. He he's on Dennis Miller, and he's talking about what love is, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know, you love is you know. He's this weird, hickish guy from Florida, and you would think he would be like you know, pumping gas and fucking horses, but he's <laughs> but he's like this amazing brain, and uh, his autobiography is astounding too. It's like. I don't know he's a very moving man but he his words on love look that up on Dennis Miller I wish I could quote him <laughs> I, I gotta memorize that fucking thing um now you also um there's a lot of uh chakra talk like why do you think a lot of people are hesitant about the? because like you know people are like oh fucking California of course you believe this shit you know whatever I mean but why are people so hesitant fear fear,
0: fear. We- um we're programmed to believe okay there are a number of things uh this is a pleiadians we'll just respond so this is sometimes how it goes for nora if nora doesn't have access to the answer herself we'll jump in and give it so this would this is what would happen in a typical session with nora it's a conversation with nora and her own intuitive ability and then also a conversation with us Uh, when we speak in front of a group it's almost always us and the other beings she contacts um so there are levels of awareness that you all come in with that doesn't mean there are old souls and new souls right. that's uh, that really sets up in fact a lot of ego issues for all of you on the planet Uh, because a lot of you who claim an old soul type experience or own the idea that you're an old soul run feelings of superiority around those you would consider to be younger souls Uh, everybody is the same age because everybody is source energy It's all love expressing itself however There are some of you who have incarnated on Earth many more times than some of the others of you. All right. Now, that's just simple maths. If you look at the population explosion right now that's happening. All right. There have never been this many beings on the planet before at once. And your population has increased exponentially over the last hundred two hundred years or so all right that's because what is happening on earth is the biggest game in the universe and what's happening on earth is you are playing the polarity out to the extreme So to have an extreme version of the polarity, you've got to have those over here fully believing in channeled information or healing, and you've got to have those over here completely debunking it. Then it's not fear. Then it's just the game of polarity playing itself out. And that is the third dimension. You've got the whitest of the white and the darkest of the dark playing in the same arena. It's an incredible journey you all are having here. Most of you just don't recognize it because you're in it and you feel stuck. You forget this was the greatest game in town. (laughs) It is. You know, and what's happening now, this is Nora, is we are shifting our consciousness. So as we are shifting, we're finding that we are less polarized, It hasn't fully physically manifested yet, but energetically it has already occurred. Mm -hmm. We are shifting into a fifth-dimensional operating system, into a fifth-dimensional state, where we're going to begin to access so much more. We already are. That's That's my interpretation of 2012. And what's happening during 2012, you know, the big, all the Mayan prophecies and all the Armageddon type speech about 2012. There's been this sense that during the year 2012, this something big is occurring. It's been underway for many, many years. We are shifting our consciousness. We are taking ourselves out of the individual experience and remembering that we are a collective. And it's not going to complete during 2012. It's not going to end this year. It's a process, I think, that's going to take quite some time to continue to evolve. But even right now, Matt, you and I are doing this. This is a comedian (laughs) and a channel sharing an experience together. You yourself have gone through that personal shift in consciousness. Five years ago, you probably would have laughed a bit at this version of yourself.
1: Oh, I say that all the time. yes. When I was, like, I was a couple, like a year ago, I was like, if somebody would have told me I'm going to get a dog, I'm going to be doing Bikram yoga, and I'm going to be sober, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. (laughs) And it's like, and I used to be, um, uh, and I guess, I mean, I, 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 play around in in the dark world of dark humor and and weirdness and stuff Um, but I never really associated my you know I felt like that was me sort of working through demons from my childhood or whatever but uh, I was very cynical and very like Knee-jerk reaction, like you know, oh, you're a Christian, go fuck. Like I was like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. Like, and, and but that's like, and then what you were saying, and I have friends who are still in that space, and I feel like that's a very safe place. Like it's like, oh, I'm just going to build my walls, and then you, th- these are the things I know. These are the things I know, and everybody else is wrong. And it's like that's just a, that's fear, and that's making the wor- your world safe opposed to, but opening yourself up and being and 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 starting to go, uh, who, yeah, why not? Yes, is is such a. When I started, like, meditating and stuff, I, I felt literally, like, immediately a huge, just like, oh. I understand.
0: Yeah, That I, was the experience I had when I began channeling, when I had my first connection with my guide. You know, it was life-altering. I went through what a lot of people describe when they have a near-death experience. I, I was changed in an instant. Mm-hmm. I was more of who I am in an instant. You are more mad of who you really are now.
1: Yes, it's some, somewhat of a, a, almost like peeling, like the, those those things you said, the, the filters, it's like it's peeling through those yes. and finding, because there's a lot of things, times we, we, these voices in our head, and it's like, we didn't, those weren't there, those were like things my father said. Implanted. And, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's uh, it's a real shame how... People, when they have a baby, they should hold it as this precious, wonderful thing, and do everything to protect that uh, innocence. Opposed to like, yeah, I'm a baby. <laughs> like that's that was my father impression. I don't I, really. I thought that that was your
0: father. Yeah, that's, I'm a
1: regular rich little done This episode,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had those thoughts as well, certainly, Matt. But I'm also aware that um, our purpose for being here this time through. Is to take on as much dysfunction as we can, all of us, and then heal it as we go. So most of us chose very difficult situations to incarnate into that would set us up perfectly for that experience.
1: Maybe I didn't choose. Dip more. I should have been a little bit more difficult. Yeah,
0: you should have. You should have <laughs> chosen a harder. Track. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I could have. Made, and then I would have, you know, been making a lot more money. I would have been a lot more driven. Because <laughs> you know, money is all this stuff you're saying is great, but. It, it it's not money. I hate to break it shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love, yeah, okay, but money, uh, yeah, isn't it? Because that's the other thing. The older I get, too, the more I mean, I, you know, I, I might be eating lentils a lot, and um, but I care so. Like before, it would really upset me, and I'd be like, "Fuck! Why my life? Like, why am I still?" And I was like, "Fucking who gives a You're shit?" You're detached. It's not worth it because it's like we're all gonna end up on a sick in a bed, and we're gonna, you know. And then what are you gonna? You're just gonna be like, fuck. Not
0: necessarily. This (laughs) lifetime could turn out differently for a lot of us as we continue to shift and evolve. It's interesting that you talk about love and money and and how you um, say they're not equated. If you look at astrology, Venus is the planet that governs both love and money. They're actually incredibly interconnected in this reality, and as soon as we all wake up and really get that, uh, we're not going to have the money issues that we all play out any longer.
1: Okay, I need to I need to get on this Venus thing.
0: Well, We have an incredibly powerful astrological event happening on June 5th. For those of us on the West Coast, it'll be June 5th. For most of the United States, June 5th. Um, some will experience it in June on June 6th, the East Coast, and then overseas. It's called a Venus transit and what what's going to happen is the planet venus is going to transit across the face of the sun and we'll be able to see it from our vantage point it happens once a century so it's very rare it happens in pairs the first one happened on june 8th of 2004 and this is the second of the pairing so as venus passes the face of the sun The sun is going to magnify the energy of Venus and blast that in our direction. This is the Pleiadians here. We'll just jump in and help you understand this a bit more. So, you know, we'll we'll speak about astrology for a minute. You often play astrology out as a limiting factor on your planet, uh, you'll say, Oh, well, I'm this way because I'm this sign. Or I'm this because of this. Really, uh, if you begin to view those planets and those alignments as your celestial beings, friends, and helpers, you'll come to understand that they are transmitting information to you to help further you on your journey. So as Venus transits the face of the sun here, you're going to get blasted with a dose of love, and instead of money, we'll just say interpretation of your physical reality. You're going to get blasted with all of that energy. This summer should be intensely interesting on the planet for all of you, politically, uh, where the economy is concerned. This is the summer when you begin to really remember that you are one. And that for you to move forward together on the planet, you're going to have to start operating as a collective cannot be me against you any longer. That competitive way of striving for individual success, it's, it's over. It's already over. You know, it's, it's interesting to us that you have all of this talk about socialism uh, in the United States specifically and all this fear being thrown out there about socialism. Socialism is really just an acknowledgment that you are all one, that you're a collective. It is your true state of being. Now, nobody yet on your planet has run a socialist government in a successful way because those who were running it didn't really understand the nature of that truth, that you are all one. You are coming into a period of time when you will have leaders that recognize you are all one, and then you'll get to the point where you no longer need leaders. Boy, won't that be nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I hate having to go into work late because I have to vote for some lying sack of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually,
1: I... I barely work. Um, <laughs> who, am I, who am I kidding? You up?
0: call this work? I don't know who that was. <laughs> Again, I'll do the rich little thing. You,
1: I was going to say, you, you're channeling from the Catskills now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, now, there's also uh, talk of, uh, uh, you do, uh, if this is another word I mess up, Reiki? Reiki. Reiki. Uh, and, uh, and is that interconnected with uh, chakras? Yes. This is a personal point of interest for me because... Um, I feel like this is something I've also learned recently. Is that I feel like uh, I block energy from mm-hmm. flowing through me, mm-hmm. uh, and probably a lot of people who know me are going to be shocked <laughs> that I'm saying mm-hmm. these things. But like I do, and I feel I uh,
0: actually the people who know you, Matt, uh, love to hear you saying these
1: things. I I, I, I agree. We You're love
0: right? to hear you saying these things
1: because we're friends mm-hmm. now.
0: Well, Um, I think we already were friends. Right. Well, you (laughs) would know better than me. I'm certain that we have that (laughs) connection. You know, I am a Reiki master as well. So if you were going to kind of say the three things I do, I'm a Reiki master, I'm a channel, and I'm a psychic. Um, But I work all together at the same time. Reiki is hands-on energy healing. Reiki is ancient. Reiki is what Jesus did. For lack of a better way of describing it, but it's been co-opted by a number of different people over the course of time, as everything has been. So, our understanding of Reiki is that it's Japanese and it comes from Japan uh, in the late uh, 1800s, early 1900s. Came to the United States then in the mid 1900s.
1: Uh, and uh, when did it? When did Reiki start? It's like old as fuck?
0: It's old, yes. I mean, I can remember doing healing work on Atlantis where I did similar things to the things that I do now when I do Reiki sessions. With Reiki, you can... Okay, so the Reiki healer, the Reiki master becomes a conduit for universal healing energy so I use my body to allow that energy to run through me comes in through the top of my head and into my heart comes out the palms of my hands or sometimes my forehead or my knee or whatever I happen to feel like using on the on the person at, at the time and I can do Reiki in person I can do Reiki remotely so I can do a Reiki session on you if you are a thousand miles away I can just intend to send the energy to you and it will go where it needs to go now I can't ever heal anybody nobody can heal anyone else I can simply hold space and be a facilitator for another's healing process Mm -hmm. with reiki and the energy of reiki uh, one the one receiving the energy has the ability to override all programs that have been installed and reset to the original blueprint or align with the oversoul the god self so when you talk about jesus and what he did on the planet uh, that's what he did he would put his hands on the sick and he would just reset them back to their whole selves the reason he was more successful at it than most of us are right now is because during that period of time miracles were to be expected on the planet our belief system now tells us that miracles are incredibly rare and almost impossible to achieve so Our mental processes often get in the way of a healing process. You know, when I say that's what Jesus did, I have a very interpretation of Jesus and who Jesus was. I channel a a group of beings that call themselves Yeshua, um, which is that Christ frequency, that Christ energy. This is Yeshua. We'll just come in ourselves and share with you all, as opposed to having Nora explain who we are. We are a collective of beings, as the Pleiadians are at that time of quote unquote jesus many of us incarnated on the planet so there were many earthlings walking among you carrying with them the message that there is one god meaning you are god not a being separate from you that story was created after we left there was no crucifixion. There was no reascension. We came, we did what we needed to do, we got on our ships and left. So, our interpretation for all of you is that Jesus those beings were extraterrestrials.
1: My mom is having a stroke right now. <laughs> My mom is a uh, very right-wingo Christian.
0: So that's this is Nora, that's one story. That's one interpretation of that information, as meant, there are many interpretations. Um, what the guides always say is take what resonates for you and leave the rest behind.
1: That's uh, amazing. <laughs>
0: yes, it's amazing advice, always. I mean, I live, try to live my life that way. And, and how, so, how do you know what's right for you? You listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Your body is always going to recognize truth, and your body is always going to recognize a lie.
1: Is it, I, I feel like that's another thing when we're, we're young we have these instincts and, and like it's like when, when when you when you're when you're a baby and you're you're crying 'cause you are you are because you do not want to go to somebody and your parents force you to be held by Uncle Charlie. Icky. Uncle, Uncle Icky. Ucky. And it's like your instincts I think are there's a reason you're responding that That's way. That's right. But that and when the parents force the baby onto that that starts sending that thing of yep. like don't listen to yourself.
0: That's right. Overrides the original program, installs another program. We're all like computers we run all these crazy little viruses and, and spyware programs, and <laughs> a lot of us now are working at uninstalling and these you, programs. And
1: you're, I guess, technically a hacker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I really like
1: that. <laughs> you put, you can have that on your site there. Um, so, yeah. Now, do now do you get people always, all the time, just like me? You know, oh, this is something I wanted to ask. Um, have you ever like just been in the grocery store or something and you got something off of somebody that was just overwhelming either good or like oh my god he he's got he's got bodies in the in the crawl space
0: I have oh I've never gotten anything like that mm-hmm. um thankfully Um, I don't know that I would allow myself to recognize that kind of information. Uh, But I certainly have gotten spontaneous information, especially when I started channeling. So once I moved beyond just working with tarot and began working with my guides, I, I was still waitressing at the time and I would... I would go. I would go to Bub City in Chicago, which did is. Did you where work at Bub City? I did.
1: Oh, that was That's how a, I know
0: Paul uh, Turner, who was oh, our yeah, mutual I th- friend? I
1: think my friend uh, Henry Scott worked there as well. Yes. You know Henry? I do. Get the fuck out! <laughs> he lives in Glendale now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, we talk online all the time. But Funny. He's got a baby, and uh, he's a uh, got or it's a grown girl now. But uh, <laughs> he's like an amazing father. He's really. Cool. Amazing. Uh, I'll talk to him later. I'll mention you. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So I would be waitressing and receiving information about all of my tables all the time and it was incredibly stressful and overwhelming and i had one moment where i looked at a woman sitting with her boyfriend and i realized that he was beating her so i did get that kind of information mm-hmm. in that moment and there was nothing i could do about it other than direct some love in her 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 direction did
1: you also pick up on her that she talks too much
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's gonna come back and karmically bite you in the ass but, but, the even boomerang if you... <laughs> of karmic right now there's no you know there are no future lives any longer all of us are dealing with our karmic output instantaneously Eat... so watch it matt
1: oh uh, i got <laughs> my leg even a group as a... <laughs>
0: of women are gonna descend on you I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah all for not it. in the good way so I, I
1: is will, there is there karma to when it's a joke?
0: Uh, this is the pleiadians here. We'll answer that. Uh, no.
1: Okay, good. Because I, I say some horrible things.
0: There is karma. Karma is aligned with intention.
1: I I agree. As as, as with uh, although
0: any... we'll say every action, whether humorous or not, does often create consequences.
1: I would agree to that.
0: Consequences too. are a bit different from karma. There's a different level of intensity there. That's interesting. Um, so that night I walked in the kitchen and I, I looked up at my guides because that was my perception then that they were above. Now I understand that they're, they're right here. They're with us. They're, they're sitting between us. They're, somebody's, oh, you've got a fairy here sitting on your, uh, <laughs> you've got a fairy sitting on your desk here. Um, I walked in the kitchen and I said, shut up, shut up, shut up. I can't take anymore." And they said, we're always transmitting. You have got to remember when to tune us out?
1: So it's your responsibility. Yes. Uh, now you're going back to the, you're being uh, Catholic and stuff. You're. Are, I, are you? Your parents?
0: My mother was Catholic. My father was not. He are was, they
1: no longer with us?
0: They're still on the planet, but they are not together any longer. They divorced when I was eleven. So my mother took us to church every day. I mean, every Sunday. Uh, we didn't go to Catholic school. Thank goodness. So I only had. I had that you know two days a week of programming I had church and I had CCD remember CCD oh uh, yeah we oh, did yeah. Uh, my
1: parents by the time they, oh I you was,
0: opted out of CCD
1: I was the youngest of five so they oh I see they were over Irish it, yeah, yeah and by the time they got <laughs> to me they were just like fuck this yeah
0: right so I had two days a week of programming and then once my mother <sighs>
1: like you call it programming because yeah. it is it, it is it's programming yeah
0: when oh, I hated it I mean I would like beg not to go to CCD it was always the meanest moms on the block that taught CCD I mean there's just the meanest moms i always had for ccd teachers some of them not moms i mean just the like angriest depressed i mean i understand now that these were women who were just running probably a tremendous amount of pain and that was their outlet um but when my parents got divorced and then my mother got remarried she was excommunicated from the church because the church doesn't agree with divorce
1: right along that accepting and love thing exactly
0: (laughs) yeah now my mother was hardcore catholic she was raised going to catholic school she lived in a catholic boarding school for a while so i'm sure that that was incredibly painful for her and i'm also aware it was freeing for her to be released from that obligation so from that moment forward then i stopped having to go to church so i was not confirmed i skated I skated out
1: from that um, one yeah i wasn't confirmed either i got baptized and that's where it uh, and then we'd go to church when somebody bellied up or uh, in my family got knocked up of <laughs> the dewaires don't know how to pull out too well <laughs> now but does your mother uh, do they know what you do oh, obviously yeah. they do they I know mean. what i do yeah uh,
0: you know one of the first when i had that channeling experience with my guide mirando my mother came to visit me in chicago very soon after and it was christmas time And her mother died when she was eight years old. And that night at, I don't know, midnight, something like that, I contacted her mother for her and channeled my mother's mother. Um, And neither of us had any doubt that it was Eileen. It was very clearly her. And, you know, my mother has always been supportive of what I do, as has my father, really
1: that's that's great because I, I think i may have said this on a past show but i uh or a future show depending on how these air but <laughs> but i uh like i when i told my parents what i wanted to do with my life or my mother like i i i you know it was just so foreign and they were just like what the you know like it was like i was like hey i'm gay that's what it was like what they heard you but, know you know working class families people don't yes you know, I don't know where you way like in. I grew up in Streamwood, Illinois, so uh-huh. like Mount Prospect was you know Mount Prospect f- fancy pants, a little, little, little ritzier. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was typical middle class. You know, when I, I have a degree in theater, and when I chose to pursue theater, um, both of my parents were fine with it, and also I know they both held the hope that I would actually shift into law. Or teaching, I was one of those smart girls, you know, I was like a smart girl right and and then awkward and overweight and uncomfortable with my body, but I loved to act, I loved to connect I, I still love being on stage and performing channeling really allows me that experience of mm-hmm. connecting with an audience when I do my group sessions and my lectures and my work so there with my parents there 's always this certain level of acceptance and then there's there's also that desire I think they both have still that I would just go get a regular job
1: <laughs> but it's a, I mean it's a pretty great way to make your way through the world
0: it's an amazing way to make my way through the world but it's not easy
1: I would I would imagine that uh it's probably draining sometimes No, like it can uh, be. physically and emotionally it
0: absolutely can be I tend to sit with people and walk them through their darkest most traumatic moments so I deal with a lot of abuse and a lot of past life trauma and yeah it it can be very draining and i've had to learn how to take better and better care of myself physically as i do this work because i'm prone to holding extra weight on um so this last year has been really great for me and in being healthier i do a lot of yoga i eat incredibly healthy food now um, like Tostino's? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm heading to Cafe Gratitude just, after this interview for some organic <laughs> vegan food.
1: That's what, uh, I mean, that's the Chicago thing where people are like, oh, like right? healthy eating there is like uh, a salad, salad. bar. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but then you have bacon and right. cream dressing. Right. It's
0: like salad bar with chicken fingers. That was healthy.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Like the way I ate as a child, it's like, I should have, I had a heart attack at like 20.
0: Oh, me too.
1: It's like it's and oh. it's like and then you know there's a, a Portillo's let's see if we can get them to sponsor this out in Buena <laughs> Park so you know I mean those Italian beefs I would I can eat the shit out of those things.
0: Yeah I you know thankfully Are you vegan? I'm not actually. Always at heart,
1: but because a lot of people believe or do you believe that that's actually a higher spiritual road to to not chow down on a cow?
0: Um, I still eat meat. I've had it's periods good. of time where I don't when I started channeling I stopped eating meat for seven years largely in part because I was eating a hamburger at Bub City (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I could feel the fear that was still trapped in the meat from the cow before it had been slaughtered
1: right that's um... I
0: dropped the hamburger in the garbage and that was it I was off meat for seven years Um, and then one night my partner, now my husband. Well, we're, we're not legally married, but we call each other husband and wife. Oh, because, so we're in sin. Yeah, I we see. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> after 13 years, to call somebody my boyfriend sounds ridiculous. Doesn't quite work. So. And,
1: yeah, and who gives a fuck if it's, if, I mean, you're in love, yes. you're together, and you're dedicated to each other. Yep. That's better than most people got.
0: You know, and I tend to be um, always outside of the box, never wanting to follow any of the rules. Uh, so being legally married to me feels way too much like following the rule. Anyway, one night he was eating a hot dog, and that was it. I had a a bite of his hot dog after fucking seven years d- a hot dog <laughs> to go from being a vegetarian to eating a hot dog like I didn't choose like you know free range chicken but now I'm very I'm very conscious with what I put in my body
1: uh, I tried it like I, I mean I fucking love red meat and I was just on the road in the Midwest and I ate Four steaks in four <laughs> days.
0: It
1: was like I'm just like I'm on a, a race to close down my colon.
0: Yeah, well, you were in the Midwest. That's what you do in the Midwest. That's
1: what, and that's what my friend I was with. He That's what he kept saying. I was like, Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? It's. So, and I've been eating vegan ever since I got back. Just interesting. Just to balance.
0: To clear out. I, I know that I feel better when I eat a high vibrational diet. That's the way I like to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everything. I know that everything has a vibration and a frequency. So
1: is that also kind of what are you a Is that maybe I. That's I, I that think so, of-
0: but that is not one of my areas of expertise, okay. so I can't quite but answer it's that. A, I know there's yes. certain, and
1: even certain vegetables,
0: yes, have, have like a higher.
1: plant is yes. kind of not a good one,
0: right? Although for me, like breaded, it's, it's, <laughs> it's delicious. Locally grown, organic, freshly picked, raw to me is the highest vibrational diet that you can have, and I I do eat that way. I would say seventy five percent of the time, I eat that way at home almost all the time, one hundred percent of the time. When I go out, I have what I want from a conscious place, but that's taken me years. I grew up in the microwave generation. All right, I was, I was fed on. I mean, my, I, w- I had meat every night as a kid growing up. Didn't you have meat every oh, God, night? we right. ate like shit. I know
1: we were poor too. So like, there was times where we we were eating like uh, frozen waffles. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you were, I'm sorry you grew up poor.
1: Uh, that's hard. As a Mount but Prospectian, again,
0: you chose that. Remember that.
1: <laughs> uh, but you know, when you're a kid, you don't really know. You don't. We. I had no. My parents would do this thing uh, to hide the fact, because they were, I think, ashamed. Of course. We would eat uh, beans and franks out of uh, t- pie tins, and and I'd buy a kerosene lamp, and we called it cowboy dinners. Wow. And like, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Of course,
0: you thought it was cool.
1: Yeah, and so I. God bless them for uh, having them to making it fun.
0: Yes, and but I mean, and walf- that.
1: frozen waffles for dinner. You're, as a kid, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm getting <laughs> like. Fuck you and your shitty food to your chickens. I got waffles.
0: Well, and that brings up an interesting point because really, when you are at your cleanest, your clearest, your your highest vibrational state yourself, you can alter the frequency of anything you put in your body. You can make waffles the healthiest thing on the planet and ingest them, but you have to be clear that that's what you're doing. I mean, let's face it. most Many people are not feeding themselves in a nutritious healthy kind of manner on this planet, especially in the United States, but all across the world. And these people are still living, functioning. They're, they're not dropping dead due to lack of nutrients. There's a whole energetic component to feeding ourselves that does override the physical nature of what we put in our bodies. It just makes our bodies work a lot harder. If you bring in something high vibrational, then your body doesn't have to work as hard to transform it into something that's better for you. So that was Nora shifting into someone else, the Lyrans. That was the Lyrans contributing there.
1: And you said there's, how many of these are there? Groups, do I channel? Yes.
0: So I channel the Pleiadians, Yeshua, Kaliandra, who's a fairy. The Lyrans on a regular basis. I channel the Archangels. Uh, not as regularly for some reason. <laughs> um, but then I also work with all of my guides, uh, my, my client spirit guides, and I also bring through people who have, who have passed if that is appropriate for the session at hand for whomever I'm working with.
1: Okay. And so when, when you met me, were you like, w- w- like when I contacted you to do this through uh email or something the normal way because i'm just a schmug <laughs> schmug i've combined uh sh- 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 shlub it was and a schmug. phone call it was, a, oh, it was, was right that's call. right was you called call. me
0: but then but then <laughs> while leaving the message you just cut yourself off you, right
1: i knew you would get it <laughs> i did i had like eight things going on at my phone at once and it just it was uh and so i i you know i i it went to uh, went awry um but did you just have an incident where you're like, oh, this guy, he's, he's not a weirdo or something? Like, oh,
0: right away, yeah, I had a, a good sense about you or I wouldn't be sitting here gonna, having a conversation with gonna you. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> you are okay, Matt. But you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're, st- you're still in a progression of experiences. So a year from now... You will not recognize who it was you were today, just as you don't recognize who you were a year ago. Right. You are still very much in that awakening process.
1: I welcome that. Um, it's
0: amazing, isn't it?
1: To it's awaken
0: a, is amazing.
1: It is, and it's weird because you, th- through your life, you go. You always have these uh, moments where you're like, "Oh man, what was that? Oh, what was I doing back then?" And, but that's just sort of life is a exactly. series of those things, and it's, which I don't know. It's kind of.
0: It's what we came here to do it is what we incarnated this time to do in this lifetime again was to take on as much dysfunction as we could each of us and then clear heal transform integrate as we go that is how we are shifting our consciousness we're doing it from the inside out you know when most of us want world peace we see that as a projection outside of ourselves. We want the government to decide no more war, everyone will be peaceful.
1: And it doesn't start there.
0: That's right. To have world peace, hold a peaceful vibration. To have a more joyful reality, hold a joyful vibration. So that's what we're all doing here this time through.
1: Oh Yeah, but if we do that, there's going to be a lot less riots and I don't get a new TV. Like you know, the it's, next- fu-
0: <laughs> it's funny that you say that again. I know that you're joking, but a lot of people, when they start to think about, this transition that we're moving through feel like they're going to lose something. They're going to lose that sense of drama, and that sense of heightened emotional reality, and it's true. We are going to let that go, but then what we're going to access is so much more interesting. We can't even see it yet. Some of us get flashes of it.
1: I think, uh, I think you're goddamn right. And I get, I, we will uh, end there because I think that's a beautiful way to end. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And... I want to thank you. This has been, uh, I don't think I've, I've been speechless a few times, and I'm a guy, you know, who's been working with his mouth for years, ladies. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, really been uh, mind-expanding and really fascinating, I hope, uh, it's its really great, and I feel like I've changed through this experience and feel a bit lighter in this uh, dimension that we're in. um w- Please tell us your info that people, I will, yes. because uh, I'm sure you, I hope to God something good comes it. And from. thank
0: you, Matt, for having me on. It's been a real pleasure to thank be you. here with you. Uh, my website is www.noraharold, H E R O L D. Dot com. Uh, my DVD series is Illumination Matrix, and the website is IlluminationMatrix.com. The first is called Shifting into a New Dimension. The second is Moving from Law of Attraction into Law of Creation. The third is on sex and sexuality as we're shifting, and the fourth is on sex and relationships because one sex talk wasn't enough. We had to do a second, uh, we had to do a, a, a follow-up to that one.
1: I'm always good for a sex talk. So
0: the first two are out and available uh, through the website Uh, uh, I do private sessions and I lecture and tour I'm in the LA area thank you all so much for listening today
1: thank you very much for listening to conversations with Matt Dwyer um, if you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and uh, subscribe. Write a review. Uh, the more reviews and rev- all that I get, the more listeners I get, and that helps me go up and people who notice the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Matt underscore Dwyer. And uh, also, you could email the show at uh, conversationswiththewire at Gmail. You can say something about the show. We'll read it on the air if it's, uh, if it's uh, interesting or even if you just uh, don't like me. Also, uh, there is a new uh, app for your phone that you could listen to podcasts. Go to podbayapp.com. App with uh, two Ps there. And uh, there's a free version, and for a dollar, you can get the extra version. But you can, like, go... Type in any podcast that exists ever in the world, and it'll find it instantly on your phone, and you can be streaming it within seconds. Like, all in a matter of seconds, you can listen to any goddamn podcast in the entire universe. So that's, uh, that's pretty fucking great, and it's a dollar or free if you want to hear some commercials here and there. And uh, if you like the show, please tell your friends, tweet about it, um, go to Amazon, and... Um, there's, go to uh, feralaudio.com and uh, you can buy things through the Amazon link or donate to my show so I can go come to your hometown and do a show or interview you and uh, we can become friends and get hookers and all kinds of stuff. Uh, thank you very much for listening and enjoy this less Blanks song. You can get, find them on lesblanks.com. I think they have even some free albums up there. Thank you.
0: .fm. Today, all of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Visit fairlaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.
1: Vapro features the music of the fancy, we are the fancy, don't it.